Horrible news coming to us out of Florida. My heart goes out to all the people, all the communities there that are losing so much. But never, never missing an opportunity to politicize any of this. The president is now trying to blame these higher gas prices on none other than oh, price gouging by the oil companies and is warning them they better not do it. We're going to get to all of that. Hello. Welcome to the program, everyone. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals than now. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com for more. All right. Let's take a look here at the president speaking late last week. I also want to say again to the oil and gas executives, do not, do not, do not use this storm as an excuse to raise gasoline prices or gouge the American public. The price of oil has dropped in recent weeks. The price of gas should be going down as rapidly. It's not. Already, you see, he's setting the stage because if it's not the price gouging from oil companies, it's, of course, Putin that has caused this price hike. Let me let me just back up and say, there are contributing factors, but the main, the main reason that we have escalating energy prices is thanks to U.S. energy policy, which no longer encourages investment in the energy sector. And thus, you do not have as many refineries and drillers online as you should right here at home, where it would be nice to have them, right? Because nobody wants to invest in them because you see they've made it a situation where investors are kind of nervous to, right? That's what this whole ESG, environmental social governance, is in fact about as we make our way to green energy. So consequently, we don't have as much here at home. We don't have as much overseas, yes, in light of what's going on there. And we're going into a cold winter, which is going to be pretty painful on everyone, especially Democrats during the midterms. And so. There have been so many mistakes made, but what's amazing to me is how political it all becomes instead of just owning up and saying, you know, maybe we goofed. In fact, there's one person that's in trouble right now for saying, maybe I goofed. And that would be Janet Yellen. There is talk now that Janet Yellen may be replaced as our U.S. Treasury Secretary by someone who could be a little more political. Some names that have been floated include Brian Deese. He's kind of like the king of ESG and Gene Sperling. Again, two rather political animals. But this, let me play for you. This is the one little thing that managed to get Janet Yellen in so much trouble. Guess what? It wasn't transitory. Watch. Here she is on CNN. Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. It's sort of amazing that she didn't fully understand it. It's amazing to me that the Federal Reserve didn't fully understand it because these are trained economists with lots and lots of fancy degrees. And in Powell's case, he had experience in investment banking as well. But they missed it, or maybe they wanted to miss it. Maybe they wanted to miss it because there was so much pressure politically to keep the spigot going open, keep all that money coming. But as I warned you, it was going to be a problem. You just can't say we're going to pump $6 trillion in, plus, oh, hey, a few more trillion over here and a few more trillion over there and some more 
stimulus relief checks and expect and expect that it's not going to have an inflationary effect. Unbelievable. Highly irresponsible of all of these people. Larry Summers came out with an op-ed uh, maybe about a year ago in the, Wall- in the Washington Post was highly criticized by his own party to the point where he had to go back and then write another one sort of explaining because people were so appalled. In other words, get with the program, buddy. It's all about printing more money and giving out more handouts, handouts which really don't work. And for goodness sakes, we've got Americans struggling with prices at the gas pumps, struggling to feed their families. And yet the answer is to send helicopter money to faster grads that are studying, uh, I don't know, philosophy and all those great things. In other words, they have made so many mistakes and they want to cover up these mistakes because all they care about is getting reelected. And this is what is so dangerous to our country right now. It needs to be more than just getting reelected. We're talking about people's futures. We're talking about country's future. We're talking about our economy, which is so fundamental to everything else that we do. And yet they're willing to be so irresponsible all in the name of hopefully getting elected again, which by the way, will cost them the election. Because if we had had a growing economy and less inflation and low gas prices, guess what? They'd have a heck of a better shot going into November than they do right now. Part of it is that they don't ever think they're wrong, right? It's always somebody else's fault. If gas prices go up, has nothing to do with the fact that we're not investing in the sector ourselves and everything to do with Vladimir Putin, everything to do with those big bad gas companies, no individual responsibility. And it's one of the most concerning things to me about the future of our country. It's actually one of the reasons why I'm going to be holding a town hall coming up. I want you to join me on October 12th, Wednesday, October 12th, set your calendar, 2 p.m., You have to sign up. So go to my website, trishintel.com and sign up for the newsletter there. We'll send you an invite that way. Or you can go and sign up directly on my locals page, trishregan.locals.com. I want to talk to you one-on-one. I want to hear from you. We're going to have special guests, including all of you, by the way. I want to hear from you on the state of our economy. This is brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. We've got to get real about this right now because this is very serious. And the answer is not to just keep giving handouts or to keep printing like the Bank of England seems to think you can do. So these are the things that I want to talk about with you. We're going to have special guests. The whole thing is live. You can submit questions to me ahead of time. You can do that. Again, I would direct you to locals, trishregan.locals.com. You have to sign up. You can click the link there. You will get the invite. You will have the ability to go directly To me, we'll join forces here together and we'll discuss all of this. I'll have some special guests as well, but I'm looking forward to talking to you about all of this. It's brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals, a group of people that cares as much as you and I do about the future of this nation. So important stuff. And that's going to be coming up uh, in less than two weeks. Anyway, I, I want you to think about how highly politicized all of this has become. And it makes us all very uncomfortable in that We want to believe that our leaders are doing the best thing for us. We want to believe that they're doing the best thing for our country. But in reality, they're doing what's best for them to get reelected. This is not a way to govern. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most 
impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and so we Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. It is not a way to govern. And you can do this in a way that is smart, that is intellectually responsible and is good for the nation. The damage in Florida, obviously just horrendous, just horrific. And the families that are going through this displacement, it it will be a very challenging time. And I say this as someone who has been on the ground and covered many, many hurricanes myself, including Hurricane Katrina. And the aftermath was significant and it went on for years. I want to bring back, you've met him before on the program. We have Charlie Dombeck from Key City Capital. Charlie Dombeck, good to see you again. Great to be here again. I know you have a lot of property there. You told me your son stayed there through the hurricane to to keep an eye on on your own house down there. Tell me what his experience has, has been and and what you're you're seeing and estimating just in terms of your your own properties that you have in the portfolio. Yeah, um, I've been through several hurricanes in Florida, and my son lives in Port Charlotte and was staying in one of our houses in Cape Coral. And kind of rode the storm out. And our property sits about 12 feet above mean low tide. And we had water up against the garage and the front door. Um, many of the neighbors' homes have been completely damaged and wiped out. Boats have been kind of floating in the canal and are up in backyards. And my son's out driving around now. And it's been a catastrophic damage. It's a terrible event. It's a hurricane worse than we've seen in Fort Myers, maybe in the history of hurricanes that have occurred there. Um, but ultimately, um, we will rebuild and ultimately the massive amount of insurance money that goes into the Florida markets to rebuild will create a stimulus in the econ- economy there. And it'll be a, a much like government stimulus. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be a positive impact on the economy and we will rebuild and, and there are sunny days ahead for Florida. Well, I like hearing that. I mean, some people say, okay, wait, wait, wait. you can't talk about that just yet because it's still early, but I think that people should look to history as a guide and as as awful and as traumatic as all of this is, it may, in fact, in time, result in a more positive environment, hopefully a safer environment, right? Because I think events like this always cause us to say, wait a second, what went wrong? You think about Katrina and the levee system and how important it was to have the right engineering there. And I expect that that will happen in Florida. But you made an important and very rational point that there's going to be a lot of money that comes in. I would think not just from insurance, government money as well. Our government officials in Florida are going to respond. And I think we will get to the work of rebuilding quite quickly. The building codes in Florida have been strengthened. Mm -hmm. And in large aspect, many of the homes and properties that have been recently built will withstand a lot of the damage that occurred just because we've done a good job of strengthening our building codes. Let me switch gears because there's been a lot going on in the financial markets. Of course, as you know, you had the Bank of England come forward and say, okay, hang on, we're going to do what we can. And so they are buying up their own securities, their own bonds, which has kind of, you know, tempered things a bit. I guess I would just ask, 
Aren't we running the risk of getting back into the same exact problem we had before? I mean, think about what the Federal Reserve did. They printed all that money by buying up U.S. Treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, thereby lowering rates, kind of artificially, if you ask me. And the Bank of England was doing the exact same thing. Now, the BOE is saying, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to tolerate any kind of volatility or challenges in the financial system. And so they're coming to the rescue. How many times can you come to the rescue, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Bank of England had any choice in this environment but to step in because they were in a catastrophic environment where their financial system was on the verge of collapse, much like what happened in 2008 in America in the subprime crisis. So they had to step in. Ultimately, this is a form of quantitative easing. You're buying back government securities and you're stimulating the economy. And ultimately, this puts additional inflationary pressure into their economy, which is unhealthy. But they were in a position where they had to do something. Ultimately, this is not good for their economy. It creates further economic pressure, further pressure on interest rates and inflation. So let me ask you this. Do you think there's any chance, and I should note, that Kathy Wood, who is a well-known technology uh, portfolio manager, investor, who's gotten creamed, right, this year because tech is down so badly, but had some good years prior to that. She's out there saying that she thinks the Federal Reserve will have no choice but to come to the rescue here in the U.S. I don't believe that our Federal Reserve is going to come in and stimulate our economy by lowering the increases on the interest rate side or any form of quantitative easing. I think our economy is a lot different than the EU and the U.K., I think we have a lot more diversity in our economic base. And in large part, many sectors in our economy are still performing very well, even though we're in a recessionary environment. So I don't think there's a necessity at this point, even though for, for many people, it's a painful process to go through. I believe our Federal Reserve is going to stay the course. And I think we're going to see further interest rate increases. I think they're committed to getting inflation under control. And that's why I believe ultimately the recession we're in today is prolonged. It's deeper than many recessions we've experienced in the past, and we've got a long road ahead before we see a full recovery. Is there any silver lining for people who want to save, who want to invest? Does this mean interest rates are going higher? I mean, how how should everyday folks be thinking about this right now? Because, I mean, you could say, okay, I'm going to go into the market right now, but it's pretty volatile and, and you're taking on a certain amount of risk. I agree with you. I don't think we've seen the full downside of what's coming. So with that in mind, how do you approach it? So savvy investors have parked a lot of their capital during the last six to nine months in cash, kind of waiting for the absolute bottom in the market to buy back in. And we talked about the bear market trap where we kind of recovered 12 to 15% of the losses that we experienced. And then we had a major correction again and further downward pressure. Now we're below a psychological point. We're at, at 29000 in our markets below the $30,000 mark. First time in a long time. And so I believe we have a significant amount of further down pressure in our financial markets. We have not seen the bottom yet. It is not the time to buy back in. Um, it is the time to preserve your capital, to wait and see how this all plays out, both from a Federal Reserve perspective, an interest rate perspective, how well our economy is going to respond and also, what is going to happen geopolitically with the Ukraine-Russia situation? Because that is not getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. And we have more threats there. One big geopolitical event, and 
that spells major problems for the EU, UK, and potentially the US. So it's a great time to keep your capital parked on the side. There are certain asset classes, which we have identified before, that do perform well, that are a store of value, that will create income, that'll allow you to keep pace with inflation, if not outperform it. Sure, sure. Fixed income is back in vogue, and I encourage people to go watch my last interview with you from last week, where we talked about all of that. Anyway, they can also give you a call. Charlie Dombeck, keycitycapital.com. Go check them out at keycitycapital.com. Charlie, really good to see you. Good to have your advice and uh, hang in there. We're uh, all saying a prayer for your son there in Florida, and we hope uh, everything turns out all right. Thank you. Great to be here again. Again, my thanks to Charlie. You can go to keycitycapital.com for more. We got a lot going on. It's the reason why I'm so looking forward to this live event. I'm going to see you live. You can ask questions ahead of time. I'm going to be reading some of them out. You can ask during the event, but you got to sign up first. So go to trishregan.locals.com, trish, R-E-G-A-N.locals.com, sign up and I will see you and we will talk together again, Wednesday, all for free, Wednesday, October 12th, in just a couple weeks. (laughs) I'll talk to you tomorrow and I'll talk to you then. 